Hey everyone, Jonathan McKinnis here with the Purpose and Performance Podcast, where we're going to talk about topics that will motivate and inspire and help you tap into your purpose and improve your performance in life and in business. Thank you for listening. Hey everybody, Jonathan McKinnis here with the Purpose and Performance Podcast, and man, I am excited because I have a good friend of mine, and actually my wealth manager, Brian Stanley, he is the wealth management advisor from Northwestern Mutual Wealth Management Company, and he is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to wealth management, but he's also just a great leader, a great connector, and just a great all-around guy and in our community. And so I'm really excited to have Brian on the podcast today. And uh, for those of you who uh, may not have listened to many of our episodes, one of the things that we've been really focused on throughout this fall season is a one-word topic. And then we'll jump into that one word and just sort of unwrap it and and figure out different um, aspects of that one word and maybe some life lessons from it. And so with Brian, what I thought would be good is uh, having the one word of doing, taking action, being committed to whatever you're doing. So really doing. And I think that's really important because so often in life we get into this, I don't know, maybe just a rut or we get afraid to take action when it comes to certain things in life. And and I think Brian can speak to that. But uh, before we get into that, I wanted to just kind of talk to Brian about him and who he is and maybe have him introduce himself. So Brian, thanks for being on. I appreciate it. Thanks for the kind words, Jonathan. I really appreciate you having me. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and just uh, share a little bit about you, how you got to the point where you're at in, in your career at Northwestern Mutual and just uh, just kind of a quick uh, five-minute uh, conversation about that. Absolutely. So born and raised in South Bend. Um and went to St. Matthew's grade school, Marion High School, uh, went on to Notre Dame, graduated back in uh, May of 2001, and decided to move to Chicago. Uh, and that's where I started my uh, financial planning career uh, with Northwestern Mutual, was uh, July of 2001. Was out of that office for about 10 and a half years. Uh, met my lovely wife, Kelly, at a local establishment in Chicago. Uh, she had just finished her first semester of law school uh, at the time, and uh, ended up getting married in October of 2007. Uh, had our daughter Layton, who is uh, now nine, uh, in June of ten, and it was about when she was a year and a half. We were still living in the city, okay, and had a decision: do we go to the suburbs? Do we move to South Bend? My my wife's from uh, Davenport, Iowa, originally, okay, and uh, you know, outgrowing the condo, and so it was one of those you know points where okay, where do we go? You right. know, where are we going to spend? Big decision, yeah, big decision. Yeah. So. Um, we decided to move to South Bend January of 12. Uh, so now it's uh, coming up on eight years. Yeah. Um, and my folks uh, have been here for 40 plus years. My mom was born and raised here in South Bend, my dad in Chicago. Uh, they met in college and after mm-hmm. law school, they had moved back for my dad to start his practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they've been in the community for a long time. So it was nice to be back and close to them. Yep. Um, Three or four years ago, Kelly's parents uh, actually then moved to South Bend from Chicago area. Ah, so you guys brought them, brought them here. We brought them All here. Right. They want to be close to the grandkids. Oh, yeah. uh, we've got three now, uh, nine, six, and four wow, uh, yeah. over at St. Pius. And um, we're thrilled to be back. My wife's an attorney here in town. And um, so I've been with the firm now for about 18 and a half years uh, total. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, you know, we love the community. Um, it's nice to be close to mom. Uh, and, and Kelly's folks and and uh, my two brothers. I have an older and younger brother who are mm-hmm. still in Chicago, so everyone's pretty close by. Okay, all right. So you're you're a close knit family, and I know that we've um, 
we've kind of talked about uh, kind of your family story and some of the the things that you've been through that sort of shaped and molded your life. I'm going to get into that, but um, uh, let's go ahead and kind of dive into our our topic, and then I think that we'll probably start talking about family sure. and things of that nature as well. But the topic, like I said, is doing and committing. And I know as a financial advisor and as a wealth manager, uh, I it was my perception, um, and I think this is a reality. And I think many people that are listening would say. Uh, one of the careers that's probably one of the most difficult careers to really take off in and really continue to 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 build on is being a wealth manager, being a financial advisor. You, it's such a fulfilling career, I believe, but it's also one of those that man, it's it takes some time. And so, uh, why don't you kind of get into some of the struggles? Um, that you have faced kind of leading up to the success because you are ultra successful. You do such an amazing job and you've and you've done a great job for me and my family. For those of you who don't know, he helps my family as well with um, some of our um, financial planning in, in our life and in the different stages of our life. And so how did you get to this point and what are some of the, the struggles that you face getting into this point? Absolutely. Well, I appreciate that. Um, so when I was graduating Notre Dame back in 01, uh, you know, that senior year I was interviewing, I was a finance major. Looking at consulting firms, banks, accounting firms, you know, the whole, the whole deal, interviewing on campus. Uh, Northwestern Mutual was one of them. Uh, and what attracted me about their firm, and I guess the career in general, um, was uh, a few things. One, you know, kind of having my own business. Even though, you know, we're part of a Fortune 100 company, we're really true business owners. And my dad owned, you know, he had his own law practice. Uh, my older brother's a business owner. My younger brother's an entrepreneur, you know, so I always uh, saw that as I saw my dad uh, in his career wanted to work for myself. Uh, it's so in the that, blood. That, that was one thing. <laughs> um, and realizing that now, the importance of that now, having three young kids, you know, yeah. having that flexibility oh, yeah. um, is so important, so critical. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was one thing. And, and um, you know, the second was just working with people, you know, and, and um, you know, being able to, to help them in all stages of life. Um, you know, really trying to make an impact in their lives from a planning perspective uh, and helping them reach their goals. Um, and, you know, so impact, you know, impact and independence uh, were two of the, you know, critical uh, things that, that stood out to me and why I chose the career at Northwestern. Uh, but you're right. I, I think that statistics say um, about 15% make it in our industry, um, give or take 5%. Um, once you've been with our firm for five years, uh, it's about 90. So like any other business, as you know, Jonathan, you know, it takes time. And, and I was 23 working with 23 year olds, you know, who, who in Chicago who, uh, uh, one, they're spending their money other places <laughs> right. and I don't blame them. You know, <laughs> I, I did as well, but so, you know, part of the struggle was my natural marketplace were young single professionals, uh, doing well, but you know. Uh, other priorities, and uh, uh, the other was I had no experience. <laughs> so that you know, to gain people's trust, when I've been in an industry for one month or three months or a year, you know, uh, it takes time. But I stuck with it. Um, I may have uh, abused the independence part and the flexibility <laughs> part as a 23-year-old. Uh, maybe spent too much time up at Wrigley uh, <laughs> than I should have. But I loved what I did. After being there a year or two, it was you know still a struggle, but I didn't go want to work in the corporate world. But, you know, I, I knew at that point I still wanted to be in business for myself. Right. You know, and and um, so as time went on, you know, got a little better, got a little better, built the clientele, 
Um, and, you, and just to, to, you know, to make make sure I understand, you really didn't have a ton of connections at that point in in the Chicago area, right? right? Yeah, and, and and there's no book, right? Or in our firm, they didn't give you a book, so you, you come in with who you know and you start calling, right? And so I leveraged, you know, buddies from school, um, my older brother who also went to Notre Dame, you know, some of his connections in Chicago, some family. But that was it. You know, I think looking back, it might have been easier to start here in South Bend, which is where I was born and raised, but wanted to be in Chicago, you know, with, with friends and in a big city. And um, so, so absolutely, it, it's one client at a time. I mean, you truly started with one, which I think was my parents, yeah. um, you, know, <laughs> you know, so, um, but, you know, I, I truly became more passionate, you know, each year that went by, loved what I did, met Kelly, started a family, uh, you know, so I was growing, my marketplace was growing both personally and professionally and their needs were, you know, and, um, did you have any doubt? Like, so you, were you, when you first started in, I mean, you were, once again, you were, you, I'm sure you had those mental struggles like, man, I don't know, maybe you didn't, but did you always know you're like, I'm, I'm committed to this? Or did you ever have those struggles where you're like, you know what? Oh, this is tough because we're talking about doing and just being willing right. to be all in. So, did you ever feel like you weren't all in at any point? Yeah, every day for the first, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, year. Oh, uh, absolutely, you had those doubts. You know, when uh, you know you have three or four people in a calendar and uh, you see zero, you know yeah. that it's humbling. They all canceled um, their appointments. Yeah, or something. exactly. Yeah, so. <laughs> you know, you've got a lot of time then on your hands to think. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I always, I did, you know, there was many times where I would think, what else would I go do? You know, and, um, you know, what kept me there was what I mentioned earlier about the reason I got into the career. Mm-hmm. You know, you I, 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 I didn't want just a job, but I wanted a career. And... um I knew if I just put my head down and work and, you know, see people that it would work out in the end, you know, and, and, and that's what a lot of my mentors and, and other people I respected in, in, in my office at the time in Chicago, those who were successful, we all had the same, you know, struggles early on. Right. Um, and it's all about the activity and seeing people and, and just putting your head down and work like a lot of careers out there. Right. And uh, so eventually it worked out. You know, I was thinking when I first got into mortgage business, I was, um, and I'm still, you know, young guy. And so I got in in, in 2006 and um, I remember just thinking, man, I just wish it was five years later. Yeah, yeah. Like in my mind, I'm thinking, I right. wish it was five years later because, you know, after five years, n- normally things are a little bit smoother. Yeah, absolutely. And, or even 12 months or 24 months <laughs> later. Uh, but, you know, um, I always had that uh, that feeling that if, if I can just continue to to press forward, even though I had a point where I felt like I was going to get out in about six months in the business that I'm right. in, um, I just continue to keep pressing forward. And eventually the um, the seeds that you plant tend to bring forth a crop, but you have to go through that mental wrestling match. And I think that- uh, I think it's uh, good for you too. Yeah, it is good. I was going to yeah. say, I mean, five, just just snapping your finger and you're five years right. later, it probably wouldn't have created a better person. It would have actually been worse if I yeah. wasn't going through it. And I don't think you appreciate then the career and the relationships you have without going through that. Right, absolutely. You know, so- yeah, so let's let's dig into a couple other struggles before we get into some other uh, life lessons. And so you were talking to me. One of the things that resonated with me when uh, you and I first met, and we were talking about um, just family, and you were talking about some of the struggles you faced with uh, the loss of your father. Can you just kind of speak to that a little bit, and, and yeah. what, maybe a lesson you learned from that, and how that maybe helped uh, mold your career, even in absolute relationships? Yeah, and yeah. So it's. Um, you know, I was very blessed and fortunate that uh, growing up, wonderful parents. You know, brothers, uh, great family. 
um, very supportive in every single thing that I did in life. Um, and to this day, that's still the case. Um, and so when we moved back to South Bend, January of 12, uh, not known at the time, it was nice to be close to mom and dad again. Um, and uh, fast forward a couple years later, uh, January of 15, uh, my dad, uh, out of the blue, was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer, uh, January of 15. And, you know, it's, it's an insidious disease, not curable. Um, and uh, passed away that September. So I had about nine months. So, you know, it was nice to be close to home. Um, you know, I was at pretty much every chemo treatment. Um, and going back to what I said earlier about my career, yeah. it allowed me the ability to be there. Um, you know, uh, whether I could say I'm not having any appointments today or maybe for the whole week, it didn't matter. Um, so to be able to be with him during that time um, was special, uh, not knowing how long it was going to be. Um, and now, more importantly, after the fact, um, to be close to mom. Um, but, uh, you know, he approached it with such grace and, and uh, an unbelievable mindset. Uh, you know, when you, when you hear that diagnosis, we took it harder, a lot harder uh, than he did. And um, to see him go through it, um, where he still put on his suit and tie every day and, and went to work up until about a month before he passed, because uh, he loved what he did. Uh, as an attorney and helping people out as well. Um, that was just who he was, a uh, very hard worker. But, you know, and, and that ha he had just turned 68 uh, a week before he passed away. And so, you know, young, um, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, so as tough as it was, you know, and I miss him dearly uh, to this day, especially not seeing him around my kids now as they've gotten older, um, I think is the worst part. But, you know, I was very blessed and fortunate to have had the relationship that I did. Um, I'm now 41, you know, so for roughly 37 or so years, um, we had a great friendship. Yeah. And, you know, there's there's a lot that, that don't have that. And, and so, you know, um, you know, cherish all those years that we had and the vacations we took and we went to the Masters, you know, that year and all this great stuff. And I'll tell you one thing, the, the one kind of blessing as a family, as when we learned of the diagnosis was, even though we did the masters with my brothers that year and the final four and some cool, cool things, we weren't playing catch up. And that's one thing I took away. Um, I think was, you know, with my own family now and having kids that are nine, six and four is, you know, sometimes we get caught up in this rat race and I'm as guilty as anyone, um, being so busy, but you know, especially this time of year, right. It's the holiday season, um, to take a step back, um, be thankful, you know, take time, spend time with the family. You know, we try to take the vacations with the kids, you know, and create memories because that's ultimately what we, you know, we took from that. So absolutely um, living with no regrets, being present, you know, that's, I know we're talking about doing and committing and we were going to talk about it on a more personal business type level as well. But I, I, I can sort of get into that topic thinking about the lesson in the story of your dad and how you said you you didn't really have any regrets. You didn't play catch up because you were willing to commit to a, a relationship. You're willing to be all in in a relationship and, and doing what you needed to do to add value to a relationship. And I think that's so important in a life. And, and one thing that I never want to do, I never want to look back on my career or, or maybe some of my successes saying, yeah, I was committed to my job, but, but I let everything else in my life go to the wayside. 
And I think you, you're that story of your dad is a great example of how uh, I'm sure that's going to stay with you as you get older as Absolutely. well. Absolutely, you know? It's all about balance, right? Mm-hmm. In anything in life, you know, even when I, uh, advise clients, you know, our job is to help them save money, right. right. For whatever goals that are important to them. Uh-huh. Uh, and sometimes I get a funny look, but I also tell them to spend. Right. Because, yes. because told me that. I've told that's, that, I think, right. you know, because you, know, you can't take it with you. Obviously we have to plan for future, whether it's for children's education or for retirement or whatever it might be, but enjoy it today too. You know, everyone works hard, you know, and, and so, you know, take some time, you know, the money that you do earn is to take that vacation, you know, or spend a weekend away or whatever it might be. Um, and so again, it comes back to balance. Um, and, you know, I give my mom a ton of credit because she's, um, she's still as busy as anyone I know. Um, and, you know, she's given her entire life to uh, nonprofit work, hasn't made a dime, uh, but has given, you know, her literally over 45 years uh, to this community. Wow. And uh, so she's, you know, one I admire in terms of giving back uh, to organizations, to the community. Um, and, and that's her passion. I think that's where I got some of that too is, um, you know, she planned the vacations for us. She was the one that, uh, you know, really, really did it all in our yeah. family. So Yeah, that reminds me a lot of, of just the commitment that my mom has for, for our family. And uh, that's awesome to hear that your mom has the, a similar commitment to not only family, but to the, the community as well. So let me get into some of the advice that you've received. And of course, uh, kind of a play on words, you are an advisor. And I know that you give a lot of advice to those people that are your clients. Um, but uh, you know, you have to receive advice as well that helps you uh, be willing to be all in. So kind of maybe explain some of the people that surround your table. I talked about this in my, one of my other podcasts is that is, you know, you have to know who's around your table, who's challenging you, uh, who is your friends that that's uh, making you rise to the occasion. And so what's some advice you've received um, for you to get to the place that you're at in your career where you were, were more willing to commit because of that advice? Right. Yeah. We all have those you know, whether they're in your business or out of your business, uh, you know, those people in your life that whether they're teachers or professors, you know, while you're in school or when you get into your career, you know, like I said, early on in Chicago, I had several mentors uh, that were in our downtown Chicago office that uh, kept me believing, you know, when, when you had those tough days and, and uh, it, we have those thoughts about leaving the career like you and I both did, um, having these conversations with those who went through similar struggles. Uh, and, and, and them telling you to just, again, keep your head down. And as it, it, simple as it sounds, it's just work. And I tell some of our young guys that. Um, just just work. You know, do the best you can. Work hard. Um, work smart. Be efficient. You know, now it's, and that's what I think efficiency now is, uh, for me, so important just with, you know, having three young kids and now they're getting involved in activities, you know, and I'm on four different nonprofit boards and obviously my career and, and Kelly works. And, and so when I'm in the office, we're efficient, you know, and I'm fortunate enough to have three team members who play a huge role uh, in, in our team success. And, and uh, so I couldn't do it without them. Um, and, and a great managing partner in Indianapolis and a managing director here in, in our Mishawaka office. Um, you know, I hired a coach about a year ago out of Phoenix, um, you know, who's a professional coach. And I know you, you work with one or several as well. Um, just to think differently, you know, we've created a vision statement um, and a mission statement for our firm. 
Um, but you know, I think developing that uh, from a vision statement standpoint, it's something I people have always told me to do, but I never put it on paper. And it's a five-year vision statement uh, for both myself and my team went through the same exercise. Okay. Uh, and, and this was your coach that kind of got you doing this? Got us doing this okay. as, a, as a team. Uh, so it has what, where we want to be professionally, but also personally. Yeah. Um, and, I, and for Lindsay and Samantha, they have what they want to accomplish as well um, on a personal level and a professional level. And so we read that every week in our team meetings on Friday mornings. So we have a standing meeting uh, every Friday morning. And then we meet and talk to our coach um, uh, each month. And we read it before we get into our conversation, we read the whole document. And so that's really, really helped me kind of think bigger, dream bigger, uh, have it on paper. And I think when you start reading it, you know, especially every week, you start buying into it more. Um, and, and so that was a really big, I think, step. And this was, like I said, just within the past year or so in both my professional career, but also personal, you know, is just getting that on paper, you know, talking with Kelly about the things that we want to have happen, you know, in the next three, five, 10, 15 years, um, whether it's, again, not just from a professional uh, standpoint, but also what we want to do personally, vacations we want to take, things we want to do with the kids, um, you know, causes we want to support. Um, and, and so that was one big kind of takeaway, you know, and, and, uh, Working with that coach has been just an amazing kind of seen a lot of growth uh, with our whole team. So you and inv- you have to invest in the coach. Yeah, absolutely you do. In it's yourself, not cheap. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Take time out of your business to work. You know, uh, right. on your business. Absolutely. You know? So yeah, I mean, there's so many takeaways here. Here's one thing that I really want everybody to take away from what Brian was saying here: people, connections. There's, you have to have people in your life. In, in, in every stage of his growth, he had somebody. And so he was connecting to somebody that would be considered a mentor when he was beginning in Chicago. And he continued to have people around him that would challenge him. I think it's so critical, especially if you're a young person, you're trying to just start out in a career or you're a new business owner, you need to be around people that's going to challenge you, that's going to be a good, clear voice, that you, a good sounding board that you can have in your life. And people that's going to talk you off the edge because you're going to have those days where you just don't feel like it, but you need to keep doing it. And just like what Brian said, sometimes it's simply the phrase, just, it takes work, man. Keep putting one foot in front of the other and keep doing the work. And, uh, but here's one thing that's really important. So he uh, hired a coach. He invested in having another person speaking to his life. He had mentors growing up uh, that people that went through similar struggles that would understand what he's going through. That's very important. He has a standing meeting every Friday with his team so that he can speak into their life and that they can also share maybe their struggles with him so they know what's going on. There's clarity and communication. So they're together. They're reading their commitment. They're writing it down. And he also mentioned that he's speaking to his loved ones. He's speaking to Kelly, his wife, talking about not only professional, but personal goals, even talking about vacation. So to me, everything that you're saying is that you, you're having people there that's you want to, you're holding them accountable. They're holding you accountable. It helps you stay committed. It helps you take action. Absolutely. I mean, that's all good. And that's what I try to do with clients, right? Is get them when I meet with someone initially is it's not about product at all. It's more about understanding what's important to them, you know, because each individual or family or business owner that we work with have different goals and objectives and dreams. And, and so, that's what I want to understand with them first and foremost is what are all those things and writing it down, you know, and then we can develop an action plan to, to accomplish those. Um, but if you can really have a clear and concise, 
um, goals, uh, short-term, long-term, right. it's much easier. You, you buy into them more, right? right? And it's easier to accomplish mm-hmm. when you have that. Absolutely. You know, speaking of that, I need to get back with you because it's about time for our um, annual planning. <laughs> so review. I need to get into your end again already, isn't it? It yeah. is. Yeah. So we got to get together again. But um, let me go ahead and, and transition a little bit and um, talk about maybe the uh, the idea of you maybe pouring in to the other people that that are your clients. I know you were kind of talking about it, and, and we'll be wrapping it up here pretty soon. But um, maybe just some advice that you would give to those who are they're afraid to maybe invest. Some people are afraid to invest in themselves, but I'm talking about for their future because it's sometimes hard for people to not see beyond the next day or beyond the next month or the next year. And you're trying to tell people, no, 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 you need to start taking these bite-sized steps now so you can have a successful life later. And so maybe share some advice you've given to other people who are just needing to take that next step and and do it. And do it. Mm -hmm. I think that's the first step, right, is, um, I'm usually at the people, I'm usually at the bottom of people's to-do list, right? You know, and, you know, I get referred to folks and, um, look, we work with a lot of busy people, you know, and they're busy with their careers and their families. Um, and I think that's ultimately our true value add is representing their time, energy, and desire to do what we do, right? Because they are busy building their business or building their career, spending time with their family, their spouse, their kids, whoever it might be. And they didn't want to be an advisor at night. But I think sometimes they are, and I don't know if scare is the right word, but uh, maybe intimidated to sit down. And that's that's the biggest step is having that initial meeting. Right. Um, and, and, and it's just a conversation, um, you know, where I just take them through what we call kind of a discovery process, you know, a fact finder uh, to learn, like I said before, about what they're trying to accomplish. What planning have they done? Where are they trying to get to? Um you know, and then and then we can kind of bring some clarity around and some some coordination and some you know integration to their planning. Um, but as I tell some of the younger folks, um, you know, the power of compounding interest and time value of money. Not to get into the weeds, but uh, the sooner someone can start, regardless of the dollar amount, you know, how much of a difference that makes long term, you know, is enormous. Um, and so. You know, I think just taking that first step um, of saying, okay, and, and sometimes it's people's New Year's goal is just like exercising, right? It's okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a budget, you know, or or whatever it might be. But it, I tell people it is as simple as that. If someone's looking for you know a little bit of advice, start with just a budget. Right. What's coming in and going out on a monthly basis? Is there a gap? If so, okay, where should we start allocating? You know, building an emergency fund or you know investing in their four hundred one k, taking management, whatever it might be. Um, because you don't want to look back when then, you know, I'm 41, you look back, gosh, I wish I would have done this or this because now I'm, I only have X amount of years left until quote unquote retirement, right. you know, um, so. Yeah, but that you're right. That's the, the first step is so difficult to take because so many people, there's this uh, level of, um, like you said, anxiety, distrust. Uh, feeling um, uh, when it comes to the, their own finances. It's just a, or even in, in sometimes, um, they're embarrassed about even talking about, it, about right. you know their finances right. and everything. So you have to get through that when it comes to your finances. But I think uh, kind of switching gears, you have to get through that when it comes to everything in life. I mean, you've got to be willing to have the tough conversations and and see exactly where you're at. Assess yourself. You have right. to be able to step outside of where you're at and truly look at your life and say, "Am I doing what I should be doing?" Right. You know, in relationships, 
in everything. Right. I mean, you know, uh, your faith and relationships at work. Absolutely. Um, and that's where you're kind of the buzzword of kind of committing or buying in. Um, you have to just do it, you know, and, and take that. And then it becomes each time you, you kind of make an uncomfortable decision, you know, a hard, uncomfortable decision, it gets each next one gets a little bit easier, right. you know, and, and a little bit easier and a little bit easier because you've dealt with it uh, and you've gone through it. So. Yeah, I just had Matt Schrock on from DJ Construction, and that Love was Matt. one of well, it was one of the phrases that he used is like, you know, because he was actually a CrossFit um, that's right owner, a gym owner. That's right. And he was saying, you know, every time you feel like you want to say no, but when you do say yes and you refuse to say no, then it just makes it that much easier next time. And so that's a part of that commitment. And so I think that's really really cool. I was just talking to you off the air. We're talking about um, Jimmy Valvano, Jimmy V, and this is like Jimmy V month, I think is what it is, yeah, or Jimmy yeah. Week. And um, raising yeah money for cancer research, cancer research, and everything is it's really awesome. We were watching uh, his one of his uh, speeches in our sales meeting this morning, and he was talking about how his dad uh, told him that his bags were packed when um, he told him he was going to eventually make it to a national championship. And his dad always had that mentality of my bags are packed. So they kept using that phrase in his family: my bags are packed, meaning that I'm committed, I'm all in. I mean, that's just so so powerful. And so let me go ahead and we're going to wrap it up here in, in a few, but uh, um, I, one, one question that I always like to ask people when it comes to their life, their career, and just maybe their relationships. So uh, we want to be effective in our life. We want our story to be something that, that I would say that we're proud of or that we want our family to be proud of, you know, when our legacy and what, whatnot, that's how I see it anyway. Um, when you're meeting with people or when you want to leave a lasting impression, what would be your, and this is a question I ask everybody on here is, is what would be um, maybe your one lasting impression of yourself that you'd want everybody to know about you? So what do, what do you want to be known for? Wow. You didn't tell me this one it's before a, we get on the air. Now, um, you can no, say more than one thing, by the yeah, way. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I think at the end of the day, um, I just want to be known as a good husband and father um, and, and, and a good colleague. Someone who... You know, at work, what you know, my clients or colleagues that they knew um, that you know I cared um, that uh, uh, you know I was with them along the way. Um, you know, it was a journey together. You know, because I really that's what I love about my career is I get to grow with them, grow with them personally and professionally, um, and that's what I love most about about the career. But uh, yeah, just be remembered as. Um, someone uh, who's a hard worker, uh, willing to give back uh, yeah. to those in need and those in the community. Um, but most importantly, because uh, family is so important to me, um, good good friend, good father, um, good husband. Um, I think at the end of the day, um, you do that, you know, and, and uh, everything else is good, it, it, you know. Man, that's powerful. That's a really good kind of concluding um, lesson. And you know, it's funny, um, I've been asking people that question a lot. And most of the time, it, it never goes back to, it, it never goes back to, I want to be the one that was known for making the most money, right. known for the one that had the most trophies, you know, right, right. known for the one that, uh, you know, had some sort of a personal achievement uh, that would make themselves look good, but it was always about other people. Absolutely. And I think you're just, uh, you're an embodiment of that. You're doing such an excellent job in the community. You're connecting with so many people. Um, 
I just, um, I appreciate your friendship. Appreciate you. you taking the time to be here. Thanks and for having me, Jonathan. Of course. And, and those of you, if this is your first time listening, I would encourage you, if you could, go ahead and, and subscribe to the show, rate it, share this with somebody. And I think this is a great message to get a, a, across to a lot of people about doing, committing, and being willing to be all in in the things that you're doing in life because we know it's going to be a struggle in a lot of different areas of our life but we have to be willing to be all in. If it's something worth doing, it's going to be something that's going to be difficult a lot, a lot of Absolutely. times in our life. And so I think that was a really good lesson. And so until next time, guys, this is Jonathan McKinnis with the Purpose and Performance Podcast. We will talk to you guys later.